PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Welcome to the PDPW Podcast, where this week we focus on effective leadership with our guest, Dr. Becky Stewart-Gross, the founder and president of Building Bridges Seminars. You know, leaders today constantly deal with people and people-related issues, and we're being told that our success depends 85% on people skills and only 15% on the technical knowledge. So let's join Becky this week, who shares with us five essential practices that we can use to become an effective leader. Thank you, Bill. There has been a great deal of research in this whole area of leadership. In fact, if you go out and you Google today just the area of leadership, you will find that there are scores of books that are out there. But there's one book that has taken, and I have found it to be very timeless, and it's a book by James Cousins and Barry Posner, and it's called The Leadership Challenge. They asked the question, what do people most admire and expect from their leaders? And they boiled it down to these five different practices. The first practice that they have found that every one of us needs to do if we are going to be effective as a leader is number one right up front is that we need to model the way. We need to model for others what is it that they are supposed to be doing. We need to set that example. Now, how do we really do that? Part of the way we can do that is to clarify what's really important to you. What are your values? Now, it's easy for us to just throw our values out there of what we say is important. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, oh, God, duty, country, my family, and we kind of toss out things. But if you really think about what's really important to you and how does that then impact what choices we make? Because our values help us to determine what it is we're going to do every single day. And if you think about your values, if you say, well, if I value this, then what is my behavior? So our first one is modeling the way, thinking about what our values are, and then being the example for other people. Our second essential practice that we want to have is to inspire a shared vision. Now, when I think of those words, the two that really kick out to me is that we have to inspire it, and then it has to be shared. You see, if it's just our vision, and it's nobody else's, well, we're not really being a leader then. So we have to have a vision, we have to be able to inspire it, and then we have to be able to share it. You know, there's a great story about when John F. Kennedy was down at NASA. And he saw a man that was working there, and he was pushing a broom. And he walked up to him, and he said, excuse me, he said, what do you do here at NASA? And he turned to him, and he said, Mr. President, I'm helping put a man on the moon. Now, if you think about that, that's a man who understood, no matter what he was doing at NASA, he was part of the team. So it's thinking about, in our organizations, do the people that we work with really understand what the purpose it is that we are all about. And do they understand that no matter what job they are doing, they have a part in that vision. Some visions last a long time. If you think of somebody like Martin Luther King, it was more than 50 years ago that he gave his famous speech, I have a dream. And today we still play that and we still talk about it. And I ask us to think about what our vision is. Is it one that is enlisting other people? Is it something that is uplifting? 
And we want to be able to think about how we can connect with other people by inspiring a shared vision. The third area, and that is to challenge the process. Now, understand something. You know, it was interesting. When this research was originally done, Kutz and Posner actually started with challenge the process. And yet, if you think about it, if a leader steps into an organization and the first thing they do is they walk around and start challenging the process, people don't think too highly of them very quickly. And so what they found was they didn't change the practices, they just changed the orders of them. And they said, you have to start out by modeling it. You have to live it, you have to be the example. Then you have to vision. Once people now are inspired and are buying into your vision, now you have the right to challenge the process. You know, when you think about journalism, we think about those W's and H, you know, who, what, where, when, why, and how. One of the things we find out about this area of challenging the process is it's good to ask questions, but even the order of the questions is important. You see, people oftentimes walk up and say, why are you doing that? And starting with why is the wrong question to use. What you want to do is start with any of the other ones. Start off with the who, what, where, when, how. After you have a discussion and the person knows you truly are caring and you truly are interested in those areas, now you have the right to ask the why. And people now are going to be able to discuss with you the why and, and really be able to talk about it. The other aspect that I think is important to understand is that when we challenge the process, it doesn't always turn out the way that we thought it was going to be. Mistakes are going to be made, and there's going to be failure at times. But we need to remember that we want to build it in so that a person doesn't fail. But they are seeing that if it doesn't work out, that also can help us learn from that and help us to move to success. When we think about this area of enable others to act, how are we going to really foster collaboration. You know, we've talked in the past podcasts about different generations. How do we really collaborate with all of the different generations that are working together? Just think about it between our families and our workplace. And of course, that's a whole nother story when we talk about that many of us are working with our families. But we talk about working with our generations. We talk about how to have those win-win relationships and then we look at how can we really bring out the best in each other. We want to be able to strengthen each other. We want to know how can we delegate without going in and really being a micromanager. That's going to be really important to really be able to get the best out of each other. You know, one of the things that the research found was they found that all of those four items are really important. But the one that means the very most to the average person is, so how does it impact me and my own heart, if you will? I've never yet heard somebody say, I've been thanked too much. <laughs> and that's kind of that idea of how do we show appreciation to other people? You know, when we go through hard economic times and when people don't see that there's an opportunity for them to go elsewhere, people will just buckle down and they'll just do the work. But what we find is when there's an opportunity for those people to leave, they'll be the first ones to leave. And the problem is usually it's our very best workers that walk out the door.
If we want to keep our teams and we want to keep our great people working with us, we need to understand how important it is to really recognize what it is that they bring to our team. So we need to be able to recognize individual contributions and we need to learn how can we celebrate team accomplishments. I heard somebody say to me once, well, they said, well, the way I recognize them is I give them a check every two weeks. Well, you know, for a lot of people, that's not enough appreciation. We need to truly make it personal. We need to be able to reach out so that people feel that they genuinely are a part of the team, that they genuinely are appreciated, and that we all are there working together. Our thanks to Dr. Becky Stewart-Gross, president of Building Bridges Seminars, for joining us this week on the PDPW podcast. More details at buildingbridgesseminars.com. And a reminder for more resources and other podcasts, go to pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Brought to you by the PDPW. Dairy's Professional Development Organization.